Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Nami Hinoye and welcome to our changing world from RNZ National. At the recent Kermadec Science Symposium, Daniel Leduc from Niwa talked about some interesting finds from deep in the Kermadec Trench. And when we say deep, we mean really deep. The Kermadec Trench and its neighbour, the Tonga Trench, go down more than 10,000 metres and are among the deepest places on Earth. And yes, there's life down there, as Daniel discovered when he sorted through some sediment samples in search of small worms called nematodes. Because it takes a long time to put a name to all the species, and most of the species down there will be new to science, I just looked at what they call morphological species, and basically I was able to find over 100 species, morphospecies. So a morphospecies is really something that you can look at and identify as being something different from everything else. Exactly, yeah. You can give it, a, assign it to a family or a, or a genus, and then you say, well, this is species A, B, C, and there were over 100 of those in, in four core samples. So was that more or less than you expected? I didn't know what to expect at all, to be honest, because there are so few samples from these kinds of depths. But I was a little bit surprised to find so many species, um, especially from you know this kind of environment, which is considered to be extreme because of its, it's so deep. Were any of those species that you recognised from shallower waters? No. The few species that I did focus on, uh, because I had enough specimens, turned out to be new to science, which is not, not a big surprise, I guess, because much of New Zealand is unexplored, uh, trench being the, the, one of the most extreme examples, I, I guess. What kind of numbers were you finding? Were there lots of them down there or just a few of them? The densities were uh, quite low at the 6,000-metre site, uh, but then it increased... Uh, towards the seven and 8,000 metres site. Uh, I think the densities were a few hundred thousand individuals per square metre, which is reasonably high, probably comparable to the kind of densities you might find, say, in Lyle Bay off Wellington or maybe in the Wellington Harbour. So it's, it's quite respectable for um, such a deep environment. And then the densities went down a little bit uh, in the 9,000 metre sample. That's really interesting, though, that it increased around sort of six to 8,000? It's probably due to the topography of the trench. It pretty much acts as a funnel which concentrates the organic matter and it tends to increase as you go deeper. Um, and also the densities that you find in a particular patch of sediment will be affected by the local topography. So it might be that some of the cores were sitting at the, the bottom of a small depression uh, in the seabed, whereas others were sitting on the on the side, on the on a ledge or something, on a more exposed patch of sediment. So it's hard to tell with such small number of samples. 
So when you say organic matter, is that stuff that's basically just falling down from the sea surface? Yes, typically in the deep sea, the organic matter pretty much comes from surface ocean layer where all the primary productivity happens. We also found um, organic matter of terrestrial origins in the sediments. So what kind of material was the terrestrial um, stuff? We found pollen. Pollen? Pollen, yeah. <laughs> pollen is actually reasonably common in deep-sea sediments, especially if you're not too far from the nearest landmass. Uh, but I was surprised to, to find it at the bottom of both Kermitic Trench and Tonga Trench because I had a few samples from there as well. And they were pretty common. And the most common type was a type of uh, pine pollen. So Pinus radiata? Well, yeah, after a bit of digging and comparing with pine from the North Island, it turns out that it is Pinus radiata pollen. Pine trees produce phenomenal amounts of pollen. And that pollen uh, can travel really long distances because pine pollen has these little air sacs. So it's designed to travel long distances in the wind. Uh, but then it will either it will, it will land on the surface of the ocean, probably travel some distance along with the currents, and then somehow sink to the bottom, which probably doesn't take quite as long as we might think. And then it will sit at the seabed and might again travel through um, what we call turbidites or mass movements of sediment, especially if you're on the side of a trench, all this sediment and it tends to be uh, displaced towards the deepest part of it. Okay, now on your computer screen you have a picture from a talk you gave at the Kermitic Science Symposium. Explain that. Uh, so this is a picture of a gromid. Not a nematode. It's not a nematode. It's one of those small organisms that I found in my samples. And it's not an animal like uh, nematodes are. It's a single-celled organism. And it's very simple. It just looks like a sac. It might be about... Uh, one millimeter long and it's got a mouth or an opening at one end and it's basically full of organic matter and sediments and we can recognize quite clearly Pinus radiata pollen. It was quite striking when I saw this because it meant that this Pinus radiata pollen had traveled all the way from central North Island probably, been blown into the ocean by the wind and traveled down with the currents down into the trench to finally be eaten by one of these little um, chromids. Amazing. Do you know at what depth and how far away from New Zealand that chromid was collected? This particular one was found at the bottom of Tonga Trench in Horizon Deep. So this is the second deepest part of the world's ocean at 10,800 metres. So it's really deep and it's over 3,000 kilometres away from uh, the North Island. It's not only travelled a long distance uh, horizontally, but also vertically down into the, the deepest part of the oceans. That was Daniel Leduc at Niwa. Thanks for listening to this Our Changing World podcast. Check out our webpage for photos and web features. rnz.co.nz slash ourchangingworld. Kia ora mai. Botox Cosmetic, Atabotulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.